Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We're thrilled you've joined us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a powerful five-part series entitled Relationships. In this series, we learn how God wants us to deal with relationships, especially the tough ones that can drain us. May God bless you today as you enjoy this week's message. Welcome, and uh, we're so thrilled you're here. Happy Father's Day again to all of our fathers at all of our campuses. And, um, you know, I just want to say something about our worship team. You can go to any of our campuses, and this is one of the things I love about New Hope Church. You can go to any of our campuses, and they are led by men and women who are genuinely and authentically in love with Jesus Christ. And there is just a spirit of worship all over the New Hope Church. Can we give all of our worship teams at all of our campuses just a big hand? Just, they are just amazing, amazing, amazing. So uh, just want to say a few things real quickly. Uh, today, you need to know, check this out. This is so cool. 68 New Hope families are heading to West Virginia this afternoon. Some of them are probably en route now. They will be working in the Appalachian Mountains in McDowell County, one of America's poorest communities, on a, on a missions trip, doing home repairs and working in the community, sharing the love of Christ. 68 families are given a week of their lives to go to West Virginia to serve the neediest of the needy. Give them a hand. Just support them. Way to go, guys. Lots of the pastors and their families and others. Just going to be a great, great week. Okay, let's, let's play some word association. When I, when I say a word, I want you to just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. In fact, before we even do that, I want to tell you about a pastor who one Sunday, he did exactly that. He got up and he said, hey, let's play word association. When I say a word, I want you to just yell out what comes to your mind. And the pastor said, I'm going to tell you, I'm actually going to say a word and I want you to actually say the first hymn, the first hymn that comes to mind. And so the pastor said, cross. And all of a sudden the, the congregation yelled out all oh, the old rugged cross. And the pastor said, you did good, you did good. Here's the next one. Power. Power. And the congregation yelled back. What is it? There's power in the blood. Then the pastor yelled, grace. Grace, that song that, that we're doing today in all of our campuses. And the congregation yelled out, amazing grace. And the pastor said, sex. <laughs> and there was an awkward Awkward moment in the congregation about like we just experienced, I'm sure, all over the movement. And the congregation started looking around at each other. They didn't, they didn't know what to say. And finally, an 87-year-old woman in the back stood up and she said, precious memories. <laughs> well, we're not talking about sex today. We talked about that last week. And if you missed last week, you need to go get the message today. I actually did. Talked about marriage and single people, and divorced people, and married people, saving yourself and protecting yourself, etc. But here, back to the word association. Okay, ready, ready? Blessing. Huh? Blessed assurance, okay. 
blessing. The campuses are probably calling out some things. What do you think of when I say the word blessing? And I'm not necessarily asking for a hymn as the pastor was. Blessing. If you know your Bible, there are multiple things coming out here at the campus, at central campus. I don't know what you guys are experiencing there in the other campuses. Open up your Bibles to Genesis 49. And in Genesis 49, we find a great chapter in the Bible that is rich with Old Testament connections. We're going to read about a person's name, a father by the name of Jacob. Who, church? Jacob. Jacob had a brother named Esau. And Jacob, in the literal translation of the name, means trickster. Jacob is the one who came out holding the heel of Esau. Jacob is the one who tricked his brother and sold him a bowl of stew for his birthright. Jacob. Jacob's name, you might recall, was changed to Israel. And in Genesis 49, we see an amazing chapter about a dad, a father. Who blessed his children. And dads, what I want to talk to you about today is blessing your children. What does it mean to bless your children? We all say the word bless from time to time. I'm blessed. Amen. Or in the south we say bless your heart. (laughs) Which is translated I feel sorry for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But what is the biblical understanding of the word blessing? And in the context of Father's Day, what is an appropriate biblical understanding of blessing? And ladies, you and young people who might not have children yet, this is going to be rich for all of you because we all, as believers in Christ, if we are a Christian, should be mindful of and always interested in blessing people. So in Genesis 49, I'm going to read some selected verses, and I'm going to ask you to stand in honor of God's word. Genesis 49, verse 1, then Jacob called to his sons and said, gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Skip over to verse 8. Judah, your brother will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's son will bow down to you. Skip down to verse 13. Zebulun will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His border will extend toward Sidon. Verse 16. Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Verse 19. Gad will be attached by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. They spelled hills the same way many of you spell hills. Hills. You know who you're playing today, don't you? Yes, 
in the College World Series. I digress, but it is important. <laughs> the Tar Heels are playing who? Now, you people over here in Central need to be mindful of the fact that we have a campus in Garner. And they're watching this right now. And so I don't, they're doing that right now. Go pack. I got some packed people up in here. I'm digressing. I'm excited about College World Series. Forgive me. Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicate fit for a king. Verse 22, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. Verse 23, I'll finish out to verse 28. Listen in. With bitterness, archers attached him, attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you. With blessing of the skies above, blessing of the deep springs below, blessing of the breast and the womb. Your father's blessing are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains. Then the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. Ends with this. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father said to them when he blessed them. Giving each, each of his children the blessing that was appropriate for that child. God's word. For all of God's people, yes. But particularly, I believe, for godly fathers, listen, listen, who want to bless their children. Father, take your word and speak to us. Take your servant and speak through me. We give you praise, glory, honor for your word. We pray blessings over our children, and I pray, pray blessings over our dads. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Dads, I know dads, dads, I know we don't typically take notes, but dads, we should take notes. If we're going to lead our families in the way of the Lord and become men of God, growing in the word of God, lean in, take notes today, let this sink in. And of course, everybody is invited to grab that pen I want to talk to you about some practical ways in which we bless our children. Can I hear a word from the dads? Dads, are you ready to learn about maybe some fresh ways in which you can bless your children? Let me hear an amen, dads. Amen. There's a lot of them here. Awesome. Number one, first, we pass on blessings through a meaningful touch. We pass on blessings through a meaningful touch. Jacob embraced and kissed and laid his hands on his sons and his grandchildren. Listen, dads, by giving a touch, a needed touch at just the right time, a butterfly kiss, a shoulder rub, an arm around your son or your daughter communicates a love and a blessing 
that yes, comes from all people when we do that. But listen, it is a special blessing to a child when it comes to their children. Because dads in our culture don't have a tendency to do that much anymore. Maybe they do it a little bit more than they used to, but we still don't do it very much. Many of you grew up in a culture where it just wasn't a manly thing to do. Your dad wasn't very affectionate. And you didn't get that. And so my question to you dads is, are you affectionately touching, holding, caressing your children? Do you bless them with your physical touch? And if you don't, I just want to encourage you to do that. I didn't experience that. And some of you probably didn't experience that. And I don't know, maybe it's the older I get, but I've got to tell you that the older I get, the harder this day gets for me. Because I, I just didn't have that in my dad. And don't really have that today in a dad at all. I was 12 years old. Maybe this is why baseball is so, uh, such a, a great sport for me. I love baseball. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, 1982, I was in the Little League World Series playing baseball. My dad was the coach. We went to the championship game of the Little League World Series. I pitched. We lost. <laughs> but you know what I remember about it? Was the one time, the one time, my father walked up to me after the game, kissed me on the forehead and said, I love you. The one and only time I've ever experienced physical affection or my dad saying, I love you. How are we doing with that, with our children? This is an incredibly important point. And I don't know about you, but one of the things I love about our church is that we're a, we're a hugging church. If you don't like to get hugged, I don't know. This is going to be a hard church for you. Now, if, if you're one of those that clearly communicates, I don't want to be hugged, we're pretty good at reading that too. So we, we might, you know, we'll be able to read that or maybe, I just thought of this, never thought of this before. If you don't, if you're not a hugger, just, I don't know, get a name tag or something and just say not a hugger and wear it to New Hope Church and we, we won't hug you. One, one woman said to me one time, she goes, the reason I love to come to New Hope Church is because it's the only time during the week or any time during the week I get touched by someone. Biblically speaking, the power of a touch is so incredibly important. Jacob blessed his children with a touch. Dads, how you doing with that? Really, really, really encourage you to do that. And I, I just, I have to say this, and I've said it before, but it's not in my notes, but I do have to say this. Dads of teenage girls, see, it's easy to touch them. If you're anything like me, you've, you've experienced this. It's easy to touch and bless your children when they're young. But then they grow up a little bit. <laughs> and it gets a little more awkward, doesn't it? And with boys, it's okay, too, because it, maybe it's a little easier for, some, for dads anyway. Because boys, if you're like me, man, you, you do handshakes with them. You high-five. You wrestle them. See, see, moms, you don't like when boys wrestle. That is a way to show physical affection. And so you get down on the floor with them, and you wrestle with the boys. I mean, you should be doing that kind of stuff, dads, and let your, let your boys do it together. 
But the girls hit those teenage years, and it gets a little more awkward. And here's what we do, dads. Classic textbook mistake. We withdraw. Now listen. Just because it gets awkward, and just because she might act like she doesn't want you to touch her anymore, appropriately speaking, I am talking about here, when you withdraw from that, she doesn't get the touch that she needs from a male figure in her life, and that can lead her right on out to get the inappropriate touch from the male figure that you don't want her to get it from. Are we tracking? So dads, keep, keep touching and blessing your children. Here's the second one. Here's the second one. We pass on a blessing through verbal, through verbal what church? Affirmation. Through verbal affirmation. You know, the Bible says that the tongue is stronger than anything in your, bi- in your body. We normally think our strongest muscle is our thighs, right? I'm convinced that the strongest muscle in our body is that thing that flaps in our mouth. Small in size. Listen, moms, too. Dads. Small in size. But the Bible says it has unbelievable power. In fact, the Bible says it has the power like a rudder on a ship. Small but can steer the whole ship. Bible says it has power like a match. Small, but it can burn down an entire forest. You say, where are you getting that from, pastor? It's in the book of James. James 3, 5 through 7. Let's read it out loud. James 3, 5 through 7. It's going to be multiple slides. Here we go. James 3, 5 through 7. Ready? Go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by such a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. With the tongue... We praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes comes what, church? Praise and cursing. Out of the same mouth. And here's my question to you, dads. Are you using your mouth? Are you using your tongue? Listen. To praise and bless your children? Or are you using it to curse them? And I don't think the Bible is talking about a literal cursing, four letter kind of cursing. It's talking about using the power of your tongue to build up and bless your children or to put down and harm your children. The Bible says reckless words pierce like a sword. Those are messy words. The Bible says, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Your words are so powerful, dads. Listen to me. They're weightier than other people's words. And words are kind of like toothpaste in a tube. Once heard someone explain it like this, if you take a toothpaste tube and you squirt out the toothpaste have you ever tried to put the toothpaste back in the tube it's impossible it's messy 
Words are a lot like this. And dads, if you're like me, man, you know what that's like. You ever, you ever, you ever said a word and you tried to catch it on its way out? Because you know intuitively, don't you? Once it's spoken, what? You, you just can't bring it back. So wise, godly dads like Jacob who want to bless their children learn to watch their words closely. Can I get an amen from the dads? Let's continue on. We pass on blessing, thirdly, by attaching value. By attaching what, church? Value. Value. To bless means to honor. We honor our children, listen, by letting them know how valuable they are to us. Dads, we don't, we don't let the, the, the wife or the mother do this. It's our job. We join her in letting our children know, you are so valuable to me. God gave you to me. You are a gift to me. I love the way our Hopetown ministries at all of our different campuses communicate this to our children. If you were to ask me, what does Hopetown teach our children? They put it in one sentence. Here it is. God made me. God loves me. And Jesus wants to be my very best friend. Why don't you say that with me? God made me. God loves me. And Jesus wants to be my very best friend. That's the message of Hopetown. 52 Sundays a year. Sure, they say it in different ways. Sure, they sing different songs. Sure, they teach it differently. They embrace creative redundancy. But over and over and over and over again, we tell the children of this church, God made you. God loves you. And Jesus wants to be your very best friend. Now, that's attaching value to a child, isn't it? Dads. How often do you do that? How, how often do I do that? Probably not nearly as much as I should. Fourthly, we pass on blessings. I love this one. I love this one because I'm a visionary. Fourthly, we pass on blessings by picturing a positive future. Amen? Jacob pronounced a positive future on Reuben and Judah and Dan and Asher. Jacob was a master at this. He not only did it you know, as he's getting ready to die here, but he's gathering his children and he's constantly picturing a positive future for them. Reuben, he says, you are my firstborn, excelling in honor and what, church? Power. Judah. Judah, your brothers will praise you, and your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. What's he doing? He's picturing a positive future. Dan, you will provide justice for your people as one of the tribes of Israel. Asher, your food will be rich. You will provide delicacies, what? Fit for a king. Listen, dads. This one, this one you might have to work at. You, you might have to put this list somewhere around you. You might have to remind yourself, don't just parent in the moment. Speak words of vision over your children. Speak words of future over your children. Speak words of blessing 
over your children. You say, well, how do you do that? Here's a few examples. You might know that your child just loves people, just as an extrovert loves to be around people, just feeds off of it. And you could say to your child, you know what? One day you might make a great salesman or a great salesperson, great saleswoman, right? Hey, the way you love animals, you've always loved animals. You might be a great veterinarian one day. Hey, you want to be a policeman, policewoman? That tells me you're courageous. Hey, the, the way you love the church, you're going to be a great church leader one day. I mean, I could give example after example, but you speak positive future over your children. Here's the fifth thing. We pass on blessings to our children. We learn this from Jacob with an active commitment. An active commitment. Gives me a chance to say here, guys, listen. Our words are not enough, are they, men? Words are just not enough. Anybody can say something. How committed are you to your children? I, I talked last week, didn't I, about you reap what you sow? You remember last week when I also talked about you reap what? Where you sow. See, dads, here's the deal. God's given us children. They're going to be gone like that. Life is about seasons. And one of the things we men struggle with, we, we fight with this constant battle inside of us. And women, you need to know this about us. It's this battle inside of us where we want to be, uh, we want to provide, we, we, want, to, we want to make a living, we want to be the, the man who goes out and provides for his family. But we have this tension between doing that and parenting our children, dads. And the classic textbook mistake is that many men make is they say, well, you know what, I'm going to leave the parenting to the mom. And that's hard these days because women are working just like we are. Say, we're going to leave the parenting to somebody else, and i got to go work. And then when I'm done working, I need to play some golf, right? Because golf is next to godliness, right? I'm not going to play golf. I, I need to go to every sporting event in the world, or I need to do this, or whatever your hobbies might be. And we, and we go do that, and, and we turn around, and we're spending no time blessing our children. You know what we got to do? We got to rearrange our priorities. We got we to gotta understand that 18 years is all we have them. But best case scenario, right? <laughs> Some of them you can keep them on your tax return many more years. Seasons. Maybe, just a thought, maybe the golf game needs to stop until they get out of the house. Or maybe it needs to decrease some. Some of you guys are like, dude, you're stepping on my toes. Shut up. Don't talk about that. Maybe other things, whatever you do. You might not be a golfer. You might have other habits. Or you, you bring your kids into those habits with you. And you bless them, listen dads, with an active commitment. And some of you are here and you might not be with your family anymore, but you got kids. Be committed to them. 
Be committed to blessing them. Be committing to spending time with them. Pour out your life for your children. You only have them for a short, short season. Bless your children. You're the most important person, or you have the potential to be, the most important person in their lives. Yes, with the moms, I get that. Moms, you, you know, we, we did Mother's Day, moms. I know how important you are, okay? So I'm going, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he is not the most important person. I am. God created us male and female. Marriage, as we've looked at the last two weeks, is a covenant, not a contract. If you missed that last week, go get it. Oh, go get it from the Resource Center. It's a covenant between a man and a woman and a holy God. And because God has designed it that way, there are things that a woman brings to the table in the parenting process that a man cannot. But men... There are things that you and I bring to the parenting process that a woman cannot. Don't shuck that responsibility. You are so important. Your blessing is so important to your children. I tell, I tell the pastors and staff around here, I mean, I'm so committed. As you need to know, man, we work our rear ends off for this church. But in case you don't know, we go home to be a mom, to be a dad, to be a husband, to be a wife. We take our parenting so seriously. We're not going to be a church where pastors die on the sword, get divorced, children resent the pastors because the church stole dad. We all know the stereotype of the PK. <laughs> right? Why did we get that stereotype? Because it was true. Traditionally speaking, the PKs are typically a little hellions. Sorry. You ever stop to ask this question, why? Why did the PKs rebel? I'll tell you why. They resented the church and they resented the, the, the God because in their little minds, their little minds, their little lives, their little psyche, the church and God took dad away. So it, it gets kind of crass around here sometimes where I have... I've, I've pulled pastors aside and I've had to look them in the eye and say, get home. Get home. I can replace you. I know that sounds brutal. But I've said it to them. Like, I can replace you. But your son, your daughter can never replace you. Go be a, go be a dad. Or go be a mom. Go bless your children. How do you do that, dads? I just wanted to give you five practical things. How do you do that? You do it by meaningful touch. You do it by verbal affirmation. You do it by attaching value 
to their lives. You do it by picturing for them a positive future. And you do it by an active commitment to be their dad. The only one they'll ever have. We're about to do a song at all of our campuses. Perfect song for today. I don't want you to stand. I don't want you to sing unless you just want to. I want you to just sit in the moment, men. And I want you to think about whether or not you would rise to the Jacob occasion. And if you would be so bold today, if you're a dad, man, I'm going to call you to be bold. Part of our problem is that men are just timid. They've lost their identity. They're confused about the role of the man in our culture and our society. Breaks my heart. Another message for another day, but worries me deeply. This is something you would rise up to, men. If you would leave out of here today and say, you know what, I'm going I'm to strive to doing those five Jacob blessings over my children. Or you're a single man, and maybe you're like me, man. When I was single, I, I didn't know this until I became a Christian. But when I became a Christian, I knew two things right away, actually three things. One, I knew Jesus had wrecked my life. Two, I knew I wanted to get married. And three, I knew I wanted to have children. So maybe you're single and maybe you're here and you know you want to have children one day. When Pastor Fuller and the other worship pastors, Pastor Brian, Pastor Brad, all, all the worship leaders, Pastor Dustin in the coffee house, all the different worship teams, as they lead us in this song, men, I'm calling you to rise up. I'm calling you to get out of your seat. And you come forward at all of our worship environments. You grab your man card. We've actually created a man card. We hear that a lot in our culture, you know. Last week, we did the video, man card pulled. Remember that? I took offense at the first dude ordering the latte. I'm not that dude, but I love me a latte. I don't do all that stuff, but you know. So we said, how can we take this whole man card language and redeem it? Men, you'd rise up and commit to blessing your children with these five things and other things, of course. Whenever you're ready, you get up. You say, excuse me if you've got to move by somebody. We would be thrilled to move for you to do that. And at all of our campuses, you come forward to the front of the worship center. You grab you a man card. Put it in your wallet. Put it on your nightstand. Put it wherever you can see. It says on the front, man card. You turn it over. It says, my man card means I will bless my children, family, through meaningful touch, verbal affirmation, attaching value, a positive future, picturing a a vision for your children. Letting them look at a reflection in your eyes of what they can become. Do you know the power of speaking a positive future over a child? And an active commitment. If you'd be about that business, men. God's business, men. 
then you stand. Stand proudly. Stand boldly. Make your way to the front. Whenever you feel led, it's, 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 it's a normal length song. You don't all have to rush. You pray about this. I'm calling you to a serious spiritual and physical practical commitment to bless your children with me I'm in this with you none of us have it all figured out but these are five things that I strive to do on a regular basis and it just helps me to keep it in front of me let's pray together Father we Thank you for your word. Thank you for the concept of blessing. God, I thank you for this concept of a biblical blessing that we learn from Jacob, the great patriarch of our faith, who actively, and God, if I might say so, just practically kept in front of him the importance of blessing his children. Father, I pray that a spirit of commitment a spirit of God honoring you 